Hello and welcome to Abnormal Mapping episode 111. I'm your host, Am, and with me is my regular co-host, Jackson. Video games. Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing game show voice here. <laughs> welcome. I'm going to be the next host of Jeopardy. That's what's going to happen here. <laughs> yep, that's you. Drop this podcast in a second. Go be it. Actually, being on television sounds like the worst thing in the world. No, thank you. I do not want to be perceived, much less by like an audience of millions. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. We're here to talk about video games. It's, it's gaming time. Hooray. Time for game. I, we always say this. It feels like it's been a thousand years. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was about to say that. But actually, the, the thing that's fucked up is since last time, all the consoles came out. And you're like, what does that matter? Much like early Abnormal Mapping, where I got a PS4 and was like, oh, I did that. I got Need for Speed Rivals. Played it for like three hours and never touched it again. Jackson, you fucked up. I fucked up big time. <laughs> I, I reached into the pocket of money that I haven't spent on food this year um because you're not going out you you better see my thing my family i'm tired i'm working like two jobs i'm stuck in this apartment so we order out way too much i'm spending I have so not much had fucking take, money i haven't even had takeaway since much i get very anxious about it yeah um, and then i just you like, have cooked for eight nine months now which is impressive months? yeah i no, can't I, mean, cook, I can't cook three days in a row <laughs> please please let's 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 be like respectful of the word cooked i have uh, uh, uh reheated food um you know, sometimes I'm making a nice roast meal or something, but usually I'm putting something in the oven. Yeah, but you've um, got you've got some you got some money in your pocket. Uh, yeah, and I spent it all on the. I got I've got the consoles. I got the consoles. They're both. I have both of them. I have them. You have um, them, you motherfucker. Well, to be fair, I wasn't. I wasn't going to get the Xbox. <laughs> I wasn't going to get the consoles. They just showed up at my doorstep. <laughs> I did. It's. It's like you know. What do you. What do you want me to say? I don't have an excuse. I just bought the fucking things, and now I am the class trader. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, which is fair enough, I guess. Uh, they're, we. They're... I mean, we. Uh, we're going to need next. I need an Xbox by next year because we're going to do Lost Odyssey. I was looking for an Xbox. Yes. I live in the U.S. There's no Xbox to be found. You lucked into managing to get both of them just randomly. You weren't even trying. Um. Yeah. No, I had the thing refreshing when it was time, and I got in. I guess the scalper problem is not the, this big a deal over there. Oh, it's a, a just as big as, if not more, a bigger deal. Uh, but I don't know. I've I have waited for my skills honed from waiting for MCR tickets in um in the before times. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, tell me about the new consoles. Uh, okay. Um, the PS Five is a fucking terrible console. Uh, but the games seem fine. I don't know. Like. The UI is broken, and the store doesn't show the games that are on sale. And it's really easy to play the wrong version of a game. That is not a, a console you should be releasing. Yeah, well, they did. They did. It's, also, it looks like that. It looks like that. It looks like that. Uh, yeah, right. The boxes are barely fit. They, they did both fit, somehow, uh, under into my stand. And um, let's hope they don't overheat by being, like, slightly cramped. But uh, both of them have, like, the vents pointing out to, like, open bits, so it should be mm -hmm. fine. Um, but, uh, the you know, the, the Xbox is great in the way that's, like, very unremarkable, right? That everyone that everyone has said this. Yeah, it's just uh, you got a new graphics card for your computer, but it's your computer's just, yeah. an Xbox. <laughs> now I can, you know, uh, run Hitman at 60. Like, that's basically yeah. the, the thing for that. Um, and... Uh, you know, I can get myself a month of Game Pass when I want to play a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, and, and we're going to do Lost Odyssey. So it's going to be good. Excited for that. Uh, the PS5 was the one that, um, uh, you know, was more reluctantly getting uh, because I am going to play the JRPGs and it's not going to be cheaper by the time they come out. No, in fact, you might not have a national economy to reckon with by the time they come <laughs> right. out. It can't be overstressed that that was a significant motivating factor. Yeah, no, no, I, I know. Get these. I'm only making fun of you a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the part yeah. where your country is literally, uh, like, potentially months away from actual economic crisis. Uh, uh, it's, yep, no, it's going to be like uh, Greece in 2011, basically. Oh. But without the EU to like, God, if we have to then call the IMF, oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> like, aw- like, awful to live through, but hilarious objectively. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're on the precipice of that. Uh, so uh, I got the PS5 and I'm going to use it to play the JRPGs when they come out. But it seems like a bad console just to use, right? All of the well-documented stuff about the UI not being dumb. Um The controller, I will now weigh in on the controller after everyone called it the best thing ever. It is fine. Uh, I think the adaptive stuff is like, you know, fine and like good. It's not like super annoying. Um, Astrobots is a good example of uh, people aren't lying when they say that Astrobots is cool. I do think they're exaggerating it. I think the thing that is cool about Astrobots is that every interaction is a bespoke, designed, very simple mechanical expression of like a real movement because it's a 3D platformer. And so you get all these games journalists who haven't played a 3D platformer since like 2011, or I guess like they played Mario Odyssey, but like, you know, um, it's a rare occurrence. Right, Right, yeah. It's a bad game. It's not really about this in the same way. Yeah. Uh, And the design of the things do enhance that, but... um, I, I really think it's just because the game is what it is that it's like got people so excited. They thought it was more controller than game. You can design really good, satisfying feeling, uh, like expressive controls with regular rumble. Um, and <laughs> those, act- those Pikmin juice those fruit. Those Pikmin juice those fruit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it, that, that game was mostly cool. I think it's hilarious that, uh, uh, the big, like, ps5 brand myth making game because you know you go through all the playstation consoles and at the end you get the ps5 it's like ps5 unlocked welcome to the new generation of gaming and i'm like i hate this i want to die um but it's very funny they made a fake mario game <laughs> to sell the ps5 what are we gonna do how are we gonna sell the concept of gaming we're gonna make a lesser mario game is what we're gonna do because you don't have like the somersault jump or the long jump so your movement isn't as expressive the level design is fine and cool like you know, I, I really i like that game apart from what it's trying to like make me really invest in brands yeah um but uh <laughs> just make another 3d land please nintendo i'm begging you they will not in fact nintendo has stopped developing games basically altogether so oh why i miss good mario games i follow a bunch of like um like, kind of like retro handheld YouTube channels, and they all got that Game & Watch anniversary thing, and we're like, who is this for? It's not us, because we don't, we have, we have Game & Watches, we can just get Game & Watches. Uh, and anyone who isn't nostalgic for Game & Watches isn't going to want this, because all it does is fucking have a, cal- a clock and play Mario. Uh, but it's definitely going to cost $300 in the aftermarket after this year, so I guess it's going to be picked one up. <laughs> there are so many, like... Not offline in the sense of being completely offline, but uh, Mm -hmm. I'll use this more as a just a state of mind. Just offline nerds who remember things. Yeah, this is going to the loot crate market. Oh, that's that's distressing. It is though. Where else? Yeah, no, you're probably right. You're probably right. 
Um, but th- I don't have like you know that much in-depth takes. I have the machines; they are faster than the old machines. I am mostly excited to uh, play the old games running better. <laughs> yeah, at this current moment. That's why um, I want Xbox. I want Xbox to play, uh, play Lost Odyssey and Halo. <laughs> yep. Oh, 120 hertz Halo. I want. I want to play Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts and have it load instantly. Yeah, the loading time stuff is real good. Yeah, yeah. Loading up stuff once they really nail down the suspend stuff, which seems like it's coming in real hot. Uh, I already am a person who always suspend, suspends my games, so being able to suspend multiple games sounds fucking incredible to me, honestly. Yeah, I messed about with Quick Regime, just like trying it, right, just switching between games, and mm-hmm. it's incredible. Like people are not lying about that being a super cool thing. Yeah. I don't think it's like. You know, people are like, oh, you've got to buy something for, for all this. And the, the you buy things because you want to feel the experience of having a new thing. Let us not kid ourselves about why we are spending money here. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, as a like fit piece of technology, I think it is a good thing to just, you know, I go back and I'm in the, standing in the same spot less than five seconds later. I don't have to sit through the menus or anything. Yeah. Uh, I wish that Quick Regime had like a... um. Was it was a thing you could choose? Yeah, I want to assign like I don't know, choose a game to quick resume. What what game would you want permanently in quick resume? Ooh, um, permanently in quick resume. I what game would I just love to be able to load up at any time? Binding any of given Isaac. moment. Binding of Isaac, yeah. Um, uh, Super Hexagon. God, yes. That, that didn't even come to consoles, did it? I don't think so. I'm just naming games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I have Jump Wars 2, always ready to go. That's a, that's a good one. Of, of ones to do that are like on Xbox, that's a really good one. Yeah. Uh, Jump Wars came up the other day, um, and I it was the first time hearing that people think, that some people think that Jump Wars 2 ruined Jump Wars, and I played it first, so that I think that like picking up the, uh, you know, the, the Geoms to increase your multiplier is like, game design genius of course you have to move out of your comfort zone you can't just stay and shoot um, i so my thing is i played a lot of the first one i played a lot of the second one so i think both games are good um i remember people being like oh it's not as simple as the first game and that's correct but also the first game already like you know it's you can like both like you know galaxian and galarian right like right, yeah. the two things complement each other really well for me it's like later when they did like galaxies and stuff i'm like oh this seems like too much um the thing i liked was i always played that game like the original game um trying really hard to like do that one minute pacifist challenge so i really like they made a actual pacifist mode i think it's sick as hell um like i'd literally just every time i'd play even if i was playing normally i'd still try to make it a minute without firing a shot in the first game so when they had just pacifism mode i'm like man this is sick um, Passive mode is amazing. It's, it's yeah. like God. Geometry Wars Two is so good. Yeah, they put six different, like completely different Geometry Wars design modes in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um, yeah. I can see why people be like that. I think they're wrong, though. I think that's misunderstanding the appeal of arcade games, and like you're not replacing the thing before it; they just coexist. That was the joy of downloadable games: is that the new one doesn't come out every year and throw away the old one, right? <laughs> right. Like, you just enjoy the thing you've got. Oh, uh, it's back in the summer of arcade when everything seems so full of joy. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, yeah. <laughs> but you know, those, are, those are consoles. I, you know, loaded up Demon Souls just to have something to do. You know, like, I should try. Of all the new things, that's the one I'm going to try. And, uh looks bad but it's still demon souls so it feels you good can't to play. fuck up the part where it's fun to play a souls game <laughs> you can and and i 
so you know how I complain about Souls games every time I play them. Like yeah, I'm just a massive baby. That uh, I made it all the way to 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 Phalanx and almost all the way to Tower Knight before my first death. Like I oh. I did I died to the uh the I didn't beat the like one optional boss at the start because you can like beat that really hard boss and then like then get scripted killed by a dragon and you get like a couple bonus items. Didn't do that. But aside from like the the scripted death you're meant to have and also killing myself in the Nexus to like reset my world tendency. Uh, made it all the way to almost Tower Knight uh, without dying once. So clearly, my issue with not completing these games is not that I am like don't have the ability. It's just that I'm a baby, <laughs> and I hate every time it comes like now it's time to do the boss run. I'm like, oh, I hate this. I'd rather do anything else with my time, and my life. <laughs> um, which uh is a bit frustrating because uh this game has way more boss runs than uh other Souls games, right? Like. Uh, you got to run through that entire bridge to get back to the tower night every time, um, but um, I'm hoping I should I should do okay. Uh, I was watching like footage of of Brad playing it, and uh, he was dying a bunch on the first level. And I was like, oh, okay, Brad's finished multiple of these games. I no longer have an excuse. So uh, hopefully... yeah, he's bad at them. So uh, yeah, you don't actually need to be like a super gamer genius. Um, no, in fact, I think being a super game of genius makes the game harder because you get impatient. I do get so impatient. Uh, but then I just kind of like messed about, played a bunch of games because I had a new thing. Yeah. Um, I, I ended up playing like an hour of Dead Cells. Why did I do that? I don't know. Does it run any better? Who knows? It's Dead Cells. It was fine before. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, I played a bit of a uh, couple of was like messing about with no straight roads played a bit of that i don't know what that is that uh is an uh rhythm based action game that's all boss fights and the like bosses attack to the beat and so i was like that sounds cool that's a thing thumper I um yeah i wish <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, when I say action game, I mean like a character action game. Like it hasn't really have deep combos or anything, but it is a game where you are controlling a character and like doing attacks and dodging enemies in space. Just okay. those those attacks are to a beat. Um, the rhythm stuff is actually less intense than I want. I want when I want a rhythm game, I want a real rhythm game. The me the main thing is that the enemies attack on the beat with only a small audio cue so you don't you don't you're not reading animations to parry. Right, you're hitting the right time on the beat to parry. Uh-huh. Um, which is is fine, but um, I wish the rhythm stuff was more uh, involved because the actual thing is that game's got the most embarrassing cutscenes I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god, they're so corny! It feels it just it just oh I don't know it's just not not into it. The vibes off the, when the vibes corny, off. Corny in what way? Um, so the band is called uh, Bunk Bed Junction. And the girl who's like, we're going to do this, we're going to win this talent show, and we're going to bring back Rock to Vinyl City, is like, we're going to bunk her, we're going to junk her, and bam in your faces! Hmm, <laughs> okay. So I played Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. <laughs> <laughs> which is the sequel to Hyrule Warriors, which was the uh, three... I played that on 3DS. Um, that eventually came out on uh, Switch, Switch, right? They got a Switch yep. release. We used 3DS, then Switch. Yeah, yeah. So I played the 3DS version, um, and this new one is the prequel to Breath of the Wild, which is a game I love, obviously. Um, it is set before the, like, the, 
the hundred years before Breath of the Wild, where Ganon showed up and fucked everything up, it's before that, um, where everything's cal- normal. The calamity. Yeah, before the calamity, um, age of calamity suggests what happens during the course of this game. Hasn't really kicked off yet. Um, and we're just basically gathering people and being like, you get in the robot, you get in the robot, you get in the robot. Um, <laughs> Ganon's not a calamity that fell from the sky, right? He's just a calamity. No, Ganon, <laughs> Ganon's not a, Ganon's not a system. He's a man. <laughs> Well, I know he's a guy, but in that game, I know Calamity Ganon's like this big dragon. I don't know. I haven't played yeah, it. I just... that, that, has, that hasn't shown up at all yet. No one said the okay. words Ganon. There's like there's like a clearly original... I mean, I know it's original because I played Brother. There's like an, an original character who's like an evil mage guy who's walking around doing stuff, but um, he hasn't... None of that's been tied into Ganon. No one said the words Ganon yet. Okay. King, of, King of Rules showed up and was like, Zelda, you need to awaken your magical power. And she's like, oh, I don't know how. And he's like, that's not my problem. I'm the king. Peace. Because uh, he's a real motherfucker. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. Um, and that game has like an R2-D2, which is like a little, uh, it's like a good version of one of the uh, mecha. What are those called? The Guardians? Guardians. Um, and it just, you, it just does R2-D2 beeps as it walks around. And it's like, it's from when the calamity happened. It fell through a time portal it created. I don't know. Uh, time travel bullshit. Um, but mostly that game is about hitting, hitting, oh, most of that game is about hitting XXXY. <laughs> oh, Musa games. Yeah. And that part's sick as hell. Uh, I love it. it. It's on a Switch, obviously. So it runs like dog shit. There's no way to fix that. Um, but who cares? <laughs> There's no way fixing it, right? Like the the thing about the Switch that's nice is when a game is for the Switch, you just gotta live with it. There's no like, oh, what if I had the better console? What if I upgraded my graphics card? You can't do shit. <laughs> the game is the game. You the game is the play. game. Remember when console games were just the console games and you could not fucking do anything to them? They, um, they were what they were. You they were no, no patches coming, uh, no update. That was just it. Yeah. Uh, so that game's really good. Uh, it, it's weird because, like, the first game had, like, a very concise story that was, like, we're mashing all the universes together. Um, this game has a big, long plot relevant story and it, all the special modes that in the last game were shunted off to, like, a novelty map or just in the Hyrule map now. So you're constantly going around to, places on the map where you're like oh i remember there was a thing there like this is where the stables were and here's the stables and you unlock something and now a a vendor shows up will sell you crafting materials here which you use to make food like the game before you go into missions that will give you boosts uh how how uh impactful is that mechanic like how much do they do to dynasty warriors uh, I mean, that's a, some of that stuff was in the other game. Like you would, you would, uh, you would unlock like combo upgrades and stuff for your characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not actually used a meal once in this game um, because, like, you know, I'm not very deep in, and I'm playing. You know, it's not hard. I'm playing on like normal difficulty, and I can hit, I can hit Y Y Y X very good. Have <laughs> <laughs> I felt that about you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> played a lot of video games. It's pretty easy to go Y Y Y X. Sometimes you go Y Y Y Y X. Uh, and oh. if you're playing as Link, you go Y, 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 X, and then hit hold X and then release it. And he does an extra move. It's like, fuck yeah, that's cool. That's what video games are to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, you dodge, if you dodge right when the enemy attacks, you get to slow down and you get to rush and stagger them. And they put Bayonetta attacks in Dynasty Warriors? That's in Breath of the Wild. Oh, right. Okay. They makes more sense there. Then yes. Re- okay, yes. Because that is not yeah. a Dynasty Warriors thing. No, like, right as enemies attack, if you dodge out of the way, they sl- do slow down, you rush forward and do extra damage. In this, it, they've got, like, a stagger. Like, every, like, boss creature has a stagger meter that you're constantly trying to shatter to do, like, their big fancy attack. Which time really is, like, the best mechanic. And I know that, like, 
Platinum have kind of been coasting on that for <laughs> the decade. Um, yes. But, uh, God, it's good. Yeah. It is good. We've been gaming. It's been a month of gaming. Yeah, it's nice. I don't know. It's fun you to sh- play some video games. Yeah, usually we show up and we're like, oh, I didn't do anything, whatever. Blah. But, uh, uh, no, it's good. Video games, they're good. I'm enjoying them. Yeah. Our game club this month is Shinobi, the Overworks developed game uh, for the PS2 that came out November 10th, 2002. Uh, It is a revival of the Shinobi series, which were a bunch of 2D action games that were arcade games. And I think Shinobi, I think the Shinobi everyone talks about is like a Genesis one, right? I'm not super, I'm not aware of Shinobi in the way that uh, you think I would be being an old game person, but... We uh we picked this because it is a it is the quintessential like B tier PS2 action game uh, that everyone's like ah remember when they used to make games like Shinobi and we were like we should remember when they used to make games like Shinobi and that's what we did. Jackson, what's the plot of Shinobi? <laughs> Don't do this. There's no plot. Uh, there's there's distractingly a lot of plot. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, you play um as Hotsuma, who is a, uh, you know, shinobi for the um, uh, Orobo clan, uh, he is, like, best bros with Moritsune, um, and they were both, like, the young, cool ninjas of the clan. Uh, Moritsune then, like, dies mysteriously. Uh, This is explained over the course of the game. Um, What he actually does is end up sacrificing himself uh, to, like, this possessed demonic sword uh, to uh, like stop it eating the soul of uh, like the girl who I forget ah, her name the Akujiki is the, the name yeah. of the sword the, sword is called the girl's Akujiki. name is Ageha Ageha I was gonna say you know uh, <laughs> every time I saw it I was like hmm <laughs> hmm can't name right. her that <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Uh, he dies, but he's like mysteriously back now as Tokyo is attacked, uh, Hellspawn have arisen everywhere, and a mysterious golden palace has emerged out of like the star- out of like a mountain in the middle of the city, and you have to fight your way to it. Um, and you do that, you take possession of this uh, cursed sword, uh, Akajiki, and as you uh, make your way to the to the palace and you know fight various enemies and bosses, you are consuming the souls of all of uh, the enemies you kill, and then you make it there to the end. And then the guy is like, "Haha, you enjoy all the killing. It seems to me that you've made all the souls one inside your sword. Uh, this is the plot. It's the one plot. We're doing it." 
and uh, I'm going to rule the world because all souls won in your sword and now I am the icon of hatred or whatever, the same thing as ever. And then you're like, okay, what if I kill you though? And then you do, and then the sun rises and the game's over. <laughs> that is the story of the game. I said nothing incorrect. No, you're right. It's, it's very straightforward. It's just every cutscene, there's like so many moving parts. Like, ah, uh, you, you fight like these two kids who are like your fucking, your, the people you're training. They show up and they're possessed. And I'm like, please kill us. And you're like, okay, I'll do that. Because that's the only thing I do in this game is cut things into tiny pieces. But like, while there are a few moving parts and cutscenes, there are no like transitions. No. So everyone is just like introduced mid-scene. Yes. Like, I, I guess that yeah, no, I, I, and you figure out what's going on because the concepts are not so confusing that you can't follow the scenes, but it doesn't flow. It's like I right, now I'm in that water level. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this game literally has eight worlds, and they are like one A, one B. And the the plot a, acts like this is like one night over Tokyo as yes. you go from like initial Tokyo skyline to. Uh, uh, old timey Japan ninja village. That part's to, sick. That part's that part so is sick. That part's so sick. Uh, that's like that's like uh, Resident Evil One, right? Like sunrise at the end of the game. You're like, man, we made it through the longest night in the world. Yep. Then um, you uh, once hang on, I'm gonna see if I can do these levels in order. Then there's the subway level. Oh, the fucking subway level with the dogs. Um, then there is hmm. The lava level? Yeah, I think it's lava after that. I think it's lava. There's the goddamn water level. Then it's yes. the obligatory like cyber lab level, yes. um, which is not the end of the game. Like a lot of these games, just you just kind of no. go through it. <laughs> then it's then it's the sick uh, Ninja Gaiden two neon yes. Sakura trees level. Yep, and then it's uh, the Golden Palace on the mountain, which at the at the like on the outside is like jumping through the way that this is all like inside the mountain and you know loads of death pits and then on the inside starts as like just a regular temple but then becomes like a abstract nightmare void created out of like temple rooms yeah um and then you fight the guy at the top and then you win and that's that's the game yeah um which all sounds a little sicker than it is to be honest because the most of this game is like very like we want this game to run at 60 so the we, it is the most like here's the six wall textures and we're gonna stamp them through endless corridors <laughs> in a way that yeah. i think is like genuinely charming i think this game has a look that like is it could not exist after 2002 uh honestly it was on borrowed time in 2002 but it's also pretty cool this game came out like a year after devil may cry is worth yeah saying. <laughs> yes like so <laughs> It is an action game where you hit guys with swords on the PS2, but it is a pr- came out after, but it is a pre Devil May Cry action game. This is an arcade ass title. It has a yes. like. This was also originally developed for the Dreamcast, which I think explains a lot about its like sensibilities. Sensibility, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so instead of like combos and moves and like expressive play, uh, you have incredibly simple focus mechanics that are about like optimizing how you implement them it has exactly one core mechanic and that mechanic is that your sword gets more powerful the more guys you kill in an encounter um and it is to the point to the point where the best the optimal boss strategy is wait for the boss to spawn guys and then kill all the guys and then your last hit will be destroying the boss in a single blow and when you can do that it's the sickest shit in the world because the thing the thing they did the the most genius thing they did 
is that when you kill an enemy, it just kind of like stays there. Yes. Uh, and a little, a little dark, so you can tell you defeated them. Uh, and a little thing glows on your on your screen. If you can get to the ne- if you can kill the next one in time, you know that raises the power up, and then that they stay there as well. And you have the timer resets. You, you kill five guys, then you hit the boss. He dies. If you kill them all within the one time limit, and you have more than three, I think it is to trigger this. Uh, yes, a you need at least act- ta- four for the Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cutscene activates. Uh, cuts between like bam, bam, bam. Here's the enemies you've killed, and he like just sheath the sword like like you do in one of these movies right and then everyone explodes with blood at the same time yes um, it somehow continues to be sick the whole game yeah yeah it really works i mean partially this is because this game is like five hours long yes um and also because like this like you know this is a this is a you know ps2 game that looks kind of grimy and like because they want to make it run well but your main character is notable in that he has a very cool design he's got like this weird like spider visor with multiple eyes he's got all his kunai hanging off his arms like he's got little wings and he has famously the giant scarf that trails behind him that is uh awesome it looks really good yeah cloth physics (laughs) yeah not until journey did anyone go oh we should just use this it really is just it looks the same yeah <laughs> apart from the fact that he doesn't like move anything like the giant character but the the trailing uh scarf is pretty similar yeah yeah um and so that stuff always looks great like whenever you get the, the big everyone's dead uh it is great oh, it's so satisfying um then there's the other thing which is the game is hard <laughs> like really hard but not because it is individually that difficult in most non-boss encounters, but because there are no checkpoints. Beat the damn stage. Yes. Uh, there is, thank God, a checkpoint for the boss. Yes. Uh, but not a save point. So if you make it to the boss, you are there until you do it. And if even if it takes two hours, you're there, because what else? You're going to play that stage again? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that part's really hard. Also, uh, this game really likes giving you platforming challenges around your big combat arenas. And one of the weird choices this game makes about, like, movement, uh, a couple of them, actually, is one, there's a lot of, like, wall running. And the wall running is really cool in that, like, if if the wall is runnable, you could just hang on it and and run back and forth. And it's not like a limited thing. It's not like Prince of Persia where you need to, like, build up momentum and jump off in time. You just be on the wall. Uh, and that part's sick. Run back and forth, whatever. Uh you have a double jump that is Castlevania-esque in that you have very little control of your arc once you make the jump. You're just committed to it. Um, and you have an eight-way run, which is very strange in a 3D game. <laughs> yep. Which means if you are not lined up properly for the platforming that gets harder and over increasingly dangerous, you know, pits of death as you go on... Uh, the, the platforming can be tricky, really tricky, and in, like, ways that feel incredibly old-fashioned for this style of game. Uh, and, crucially, like, the platforming, if you die, you are back to the beginning of the stage, and these are, yes. like, difficult platforms. Yes. Uh, which is bad. It is flat-out bad. It, like, ruins the pace of the game, because, you know, you can, like, bare-knuckle make it through an encounter and maybe get a bit of health back. And I think health recovery in combat is also a bit uh, poorly balanced, but it's yes. nothing compared to just the one-hit death of every platforming thing. Yeah. Um, and the game definitely is meant to, like, build... Because there's only, you know, there's only 16 stages, quote-unquote. The game's definitely built to... By the time you're good at it, much like, uh, you know, a classic action game, your run is going to look awesome, even if you're not, like, 
you know, you will just get good. You have to look awesome to play the game. Yeah, like to play this game is to speedrun this game in yeah. some sense. Like there is no difference. Uh, yeah. Because specifically because of how the like mechanic works around um, like powering up, the way to do, like efficiency is like the skill of the game. There is yeah. no room for Devil May Cry's super stylish action or whatever, right? Like it is just uh, you have the enemies take out the way you do it and you're going to do it as fast as possible and that's really your only goal yeah the other thing we didn't bring up is if you aren't stylishly killing the enemies very fast using your building up power mode uh the sword if you don't kill anyone in enough time starts draining your health which is a real pain in the ass um so here here's my thing with this mechanic is i think it is like mostly fine it should at least reduce out of combat but it doesn't yeah because uh like they use this in ways that interplay and interesting like you know they haven't done this thoughtlessly because they there are bits where like okay there's enemies around the arena but the the goal isn't to defeat the enemies the goal is to hit all of the like door opening crystals <laughs> whatever that is just a recurring bit in this game hit enough crystals open a door uh and so you're going around like a space trying to find where these crystals are as your health dropping down and the enemies attacking you but the enemies are also the way that you don't restore health but you do put off the time that you would lose health yeah um which is a separate meter that like drains at a different rate uh it only starts draining health when it's empty it's not like you have to keep it full at all times at the start was like i have to have to always keep it full but no you no. it's fairly generous yep um the one thing I wish it did is that when you complete an encounter, like, so you get the bonus thing, like the little movie, it should give you an extra pip of health. Yes. Because I think the game, the the biggest issue with, like, the design of it, uh, to me, is that there's not enough, like, swing. There are hard swings with the enemies towards, like, you dying, and you can, like, miss a jump and die, but there's no hard swings in the other direction. I think that it needs both to have the like risk reward feeling of the battles like really work yeah that um, makes sense because because what it because like the mechanics are only encouraging you to like go really fast and um like you know push on because the best defense is to kill everyone quickly always 100 percent of the time but the consequence of failing that is so big you're also encouraged to like be really cautious and not jump ahead of time you know if you try to attack the enemy that's floating over the lava there's no guarantee you'll be able to get back because of how the dash works and the air dash is not so reliable that you can always do that um and i think that there's a friction there that uh just just is a you know a bit frustrating and definitely is because of its like arcade roots yeah which yeah, like, yeah. I understand any change of any variety that isn't just you have to replay the levels so you can do them makes this game two hours long. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the problem is it's like a relatively short game, even when you are struggling with it. Um, I mean, I eventually save states, but um, and I, I wouldn't say I'm, I was great at it, but even then I like, you know, it was five hours. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it took me a while. And it's weird because like i think part of the reason this is a nostalgic game for that reason is because it is one of those games where once you know how to play it you could just put it in and like run through it like you know maybe you don't get to all the way through to the end but honestly the final boss is a bunch of horse shit anyway so you the only need to get about shit <laughs> you only need to get like halfway in and you're you know you had a good time right like you get to the part where you're cutting up dogs and the dogs are just like 
dogs with kunai in their mouths and you slice them up and they turn to a thousand pieces you're like oh that's ridiculous what a dumb dumb game this is um and it's easy to just go back to and get in the groove once you figure out how to play it because it's not like mechanically really hard right it's not no. like oh, i need to memorize a bunch of combos you dash to the back of the enemy and you stab them <laughs> It is doing that in succession in the right order. It's like, okay, come yes. that guy, which gives me the opportunity to dash that guy, which means he'll attack in this direction, so I'll do this, and then I hit the big guy by jumping and then slashing once. Yep. Um, then that's that's the game. It's the whole game. Yeah. Uh, for me, I really like uh, gave me a sense of like this game is made to be rented in a way. Yeah. Um, like this is a game you play for a weekend and get like. Maybe you almost beat it, and you know you rent it again. You remember it better, and then you get most of the way through it this time, right? Like it is uh, the peak of that uh, yeah. in a way that I'm like, this is an era of games that I don't. Rem- I-, I rented games, right? But I was renting like Jet Set Radio and stuff, and games that I don't think of Jet Set Radio as a game that is meant to be rented in a way that I like. Oh, this is the game that was made from when people didn't need to buy games. You could play a game yeah. through and get good at it, and those were like you know just the, the way of engaging with of, with games were diff- was different yeah but also like it's a ps2 game so a lot of you know you pick this up and it, it's like it's, it's you probably pick it up for like 30 dollars and have a good time with it right right yeah <laughs> like i bought this game at, at gamestop when i got a ps2 in like 2006 or 7 and i i bet i paid 15 dollars for it and i remember having a decent time i didn't get very far but you know it was cool action games on the ps2 yeah the problem is the year before this, Devil May Cry came out and fucking changed everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to the point where I'm like, you know, you go, you go, Shinobi. Like it's a, a just a different approach that I respect a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think it's cool games like a game like Shinobi feels like a game out of time. Devil May Cry, you play it and you're like, oh, this is this is where every game came out of. Like this is this is epoch changing. Like Devil May Cry is maybe one of the most important games of its era of any era. <laughs> Dead May Cry is like second only to Ocarina, arguably, in terms of like games that have defined how you go through a 3D space and fight things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like those are the two, at least when you talk about melee combat, it's that, that's it. That, that, those are the ones. Yeah. Um, and this just exists in a world where no one developing it had played it. Yeah. Shinobi ends up feeling more like early experiments in 3d right like how do we take the ideas of 2d games and translate them into 3d and i think that leads to like really interesting design just not replicatable like you know there's no genre of shinobi style games no but people sure be calling for ports because like you can't get this really in many places like i get because it's like famous for being hard and rewarding and people you know i think oversell that difficulty is often not fun because falling into a pit is not fun yeah the the the, the, like the the fun of the combat comes from like the interplay between um okay so you can use your shuriken to uh um you know to briefly stun guys to get a moment to attack and then when you attack you can usually kill them if they're a basic enemy in one combo um but you've only got limited shuriken and then you know you you've got the one dash move that gets you behind but often doesn't get you close enough and uh I think that, like, you know, the kit you have, like, interplays well with each other once you get into the fact that, like, oh, this game isn't designed like a normal PS2 action game. I can't move with the freedom I expect. Yeah. But, like, you know, people people talk of, like, 
platinum, right? And we like some platinum games, we don't like others, but like the best platinum game has so many fucking systems over something like this. <laughs> it feels like the most ponderous, like, like construction thematically in the world. Like even like Bayonetta, which is a relatively light game, has like weapon upgrades and attachments and you boost the power of stuff and you buy moves and like there's none of that. There's not a fucking thing in this game. You have the exact same stuff that you started with and it's sick. <laughs> yeah, no, the part where like systems happen to games in a massive way at this point yeah. is so obvious. Mm -hmm. And Evil uh, Devil May Cry like, is that, right? Like, Devil May Cry, you immediately have to buy the stinger because you don't start with the stinger. <laughs> you don't start with the stinger. In Devil May Cry, you do oh, you don't start Mario being able to jump on an enemy's head. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and like, but then Devil May Cry looks like really like, uh, minimalist compared to every game that followed because you just have like a yes. couple things to upgrade and a few things from yeah. the shop but like compared to this it is a new a new world which we are still plumbing the depth of how much bullshit we can put over the top of games yeah um, which isn't to say that i you know i i dislike the bullshit sometimes I, we like the bullshit sometimes we some, think the bullshit sucks uh but this specifically like points to an era where you could tell the difference between an rpg and an action game yes <laughs> um which is not true anymore no. And honestly, wasn't that true in 2002, really? No. Uh, no, like, you know, the, the, the lines were still becoming blurred, and, like, the systems came for the RPGs as well. Like, this is the time when JRPGs get bloated, right? Yes, yeah. Because uh, they're, not, they're not this on the SNES. Um, I haven't played enough PS1 ones to, like, know how widespread, like, when the turns started happening, but, the like, Final Fantasies are fairly simple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the era where just like games could be more expressive in terms of how much shit you could put in them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a way that like sometimes I think it's cool and you know this this is the era, this is the beginning the road starts being walked down to me every 6 months looking at Resident of Fate going maybe <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um but it also is the road that leads to like Assassin's Creed existing. <laughs> yeah console game maximalism is real so shinobi is oh, like completely please. the opposite yes yeah and then like this game has a sequel it's called nightshade um japan is called kunoichi but uh it came out in 2003 in japan and is a is basically this but time had come for it and so it's about like us like racking up combo multipliers in a way this game is not um oh no yeah it's still like kind of one of these and it has difficulty options which is nice but like like the shaggy dogness of game development modernity had come for it in a way that's interesting and kind of weird that was a game made to be on the ps2 not on the dreamcast yes it was not a game that was still like put into development when sega had a console that game has like a weird version of um because i just watched a let's play this i didn't put it in but it seems like it's a weird version of like the sonic homing dash for like platforming where you're like using your slashes to like juggle yourself in the air to reach higher platforms which is kind of cool but also kind of seems like a nightmare uh i'm watching footage of it right now this is instantly like very different like i can tell they've added a little bit more movement options yes yeah uh but uh it's still oh my god the ui has like four meters on it yes <laughs> yeah. uh at least they've got a meter to tell you how much time you have to attack the next enemy yeah um this game i might play this game on the P on the pcsx2 at some point though yeah yeah it seemed kind of cool i just watched a little bit of it i was like okay i'm trying to see what this is doing it seems pretty neat 
But yeah, they added they've added way more bullshit to it. Yeah. Uh, I assume it was not received as well because, you know, you can. I hadn't even heard of it until we were doing prep for this show, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it seems like the review scores seem like they're pretty middling, like a lot of like sixes. Uh, couple. Sevens. Oh right, because this is the era when people were like seven out of tens. The, the, every time people say a seven out of ten is good, what they mean is a PS2 game is good. Yeah, <laughs> because you get to like 2014, and then then you're talking about murdered cell suspect, and you don't want to defend murdered cell suspect. No. But um, yeah, this, this was a strange game because it's kind of out of our wheelhouse in terms of like the stuff we cover, and it's not like a game I'd naturally like spend a lot of time with. But I, I think this game kind of rules. Like, it's definitely yeah, one that I'm like, too. if you can emulate this, you should play it. Uh, yeah, like don't worry about finishing it, and definitely like allow yourself save states. The save states are still frustrating because of the like instant deaths and the way yeah. the game. Like, I would really much rather a properly balanced like difficulty mode to be played through in more than like memorizing the every pattern one at a time yes um but God, the fucking final boss is like a huge like n- don't get killed while you wait for him to have a single opening bullshit fest i fucking hate it okay let's talk about the bosses then because okay which which one gave you the most trouble because for me it was the i mean, I did not fight the final boss like i that's when i put the like save states and health mode on <laughs> okay um i um the final boss i thought was really rough um the the lava thing was where you learn how to like really like juice yes. the meter and before that it's really hard and after that it's like oh this is fucking sick as hell and i did it in one hit yeah um, same my favorite boss is probably the like blind guy in the like techno corridor where you have to destroy all the things on the walls. I think that's yep. like fucking so cool. That one's super cool. Um and the ha- the, the uh legally distinct not quite a lava spider. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Such a funny boss. The the one I had the most like real trouble was with the goddamn snake boss. Yeah, that's fair. That's a hard boss. Ah, uh, that is a hard boss because because at the exact moment he releases his guys to be attacked, he also does his like desperation move super beam. So you can't attack the guys. You have to like bait the guys to behind him and kill them slowly enough so you will still have power when his beam ends, then attack him. It's like way too fiddly for the design of the game. Uh, but you know when you realize that like oh no if i just kill eight guys i just charge my attack up and this boss is done that is very satisfying uh, because i wasn't taking full advantage of it like i was charging myself up a couple times but really i was like uh you know i who, who knows if if i if it's worth taking the opportunity to attack the guys now or just get the boss Mm-hmm. But eventually, the health scales to the point where like you can't you can't do anything else. You have to get the guys to kill the boss. You can't like you are doing chip damage.
if you would like to send us questions, you can send them to podcast at abnormalmapping.com. They don't have to just be about the pod, the game we're talking about. We've got a bunch of general questions here. Uh, I'm going to start with this uh, question from Eric. I'm a new listener. Enjoy the podcast a lot. Uh, either Do either of you like or dislike SimCity? What's your thoughts on SimCity? Well, I haven't played it in like 15 years. Uh, I pl- but I, I like SimCity. I, you know, I played a little bit of City Skylines. Um I never like super click with them because I get impatient. Uh, yeah, I I grew up. I mean, I didn't have a computer really until later, um, and so by the time I got a computer, like I'd played like SimCity like four thousand on a friend's computer, and that game's too complicated. That game's hard, <laughs> and like I don't know what any of this is. I don't want to regulate water, um, but like when when the SNES version came out on the DS, is like SimCity DS. I put a decent amount of time into that. I had a good time with that. Uh, I feel like everyone played City Skylines, and then, like, gets to the point where you, like, actually have to care about traffic patterns. You're like, oh, this is too much for me. Sorry. The thing I always want to do in those kind of games is, like, design spaces. Mm -hmm. And the games are too system-heavy. Like, I don't want to zone, right? I want to put down a building. Um, Well, this is the thing, right? That cities are not are not vehicles for creative expression no but like when you're a child and you see it's like oh, i want yes. to design what my city yeah. looks like and then you're like greenhousing what's that like, yeah the part the part where you you grow up and realize oh right cities are like planned by people with degrees because it's fucking hard work <laughs> right and also the in the time since being a child, I have like got ideology and think that things that there's like, oh, you, you know, you just got to like regulate the like the happiness of the you know weird neoliberal spreadsheet manager becomes poisonous in another way. That, that like greatly like refocuses on increasing education, putting down uh, police stations, and making right. sure that all of your like highways are busy, right? Like it's so focused on like this very American expression of road traffic. Mm-hmm. moving into like trains but only for like your most educated workers who uh you know take the road the train into the city every day yeah so i would definitely like i don't click with it that much but i do when i want to do this like you know i would play uh um Rokos tycoon which is much more like here's a like specific space you can design mm-hmm. uh and it still has the like uh, economy management stuff but you're managing a park and not a city so it's not as a uh, um big an undertaking i guess uh, I was always yeah. interested in like cities in motion, um, but I never never played that one. Is that not the is that not the City Skylines people? That is, but it's before they made City Sky. Like this is the traffic pattern part, but like without the city building parts. Oh, okay, cool. Which is much more interesting to me. Um, but I never I never tried them. And, you know, then they made City Skylines, and then it's like it's so totalizing that like how do you even you know designing a playing a City Skyline game is just either you're going to play it the like economic way and just build the city core and then build out and it's like doable but not very interesting or you're going to like try to fight the system to make something interesting uh yeah. i I would, I would like to try a game like cities and motions one day just here's a specific element of city design to be systemized but yeah that's i guess my answer there yeah um uh this is one of those like genres where because i haven't spent a lot of time with it my main interface is like idle thumbs spending too much time with it <laughs> yeah uh where where is where I like that's where I discovered like you know this is SimCity's built out of Will Wright reading one specific book and like trying to apply the theories of that book to a video game and it's informed the way that like nerds think about city building for decades ever since. Uh yeah no it's the Anna reading Freud of video games yeah 
Uh, it's interesting. I, you know, I don't know if those segments hold up, but you know, you could search for them and listen to Wild Thumbs talk about, uh, cause they're, they're a podcast archives on YouTube and I'm pretty sure they index what games they're talking about. So they do. there's a way to do that. So yeah. Uh, make Anno 2007. Yeah. Uh, we have a email from Alex. It's mostly talking about how this game is very hard and uh, didn't have a great time with it, uh, because of that, which, you know, fair enough. Um, and also a question like, is it, is it weird that all the bosses seem to boil down to knowing how to y- use an exploit to like easily cheese them? No, that's what video games are. That's classic ass video games. That's, it's not an exploit. That's the game. <laughs> that's what video games used to be every time. I honestly really miss it. I, I don't, I don't even, it doesn't even feel like cheesing, right? Like they, they know, they know. Yeah. Except on the final boss, where I was like, "Oh, they go, what are they going to do? Some like really interesting mechanical, th- like how do they do an interesting mechanical twist at the end of this game? They don't. Fuck yeah. you." <laughs> um, I'm going to save this one for last because this might go a little longer. Um, okay. Do we've got a question? Um, from uh, they just have D here, so I'm just going to go with what they signed their email with. Do either of you have experience with Tenchu games? No, I have not personally. That seems like a thing you'd like, Jackson. Have you played Tenchu? I have ever. I ordered last year the Tenchu game for the 360, um, which I still have hooked up and I can maybe play one day. I'm curious. Can about you not it. throw that in your Xbox One or Series X? You cannot play throw that in the Xbox Series oh, X. Oh damn! Stuck um, in the past. What are your top three fictional ninjas or ninja adjacent characters in games? For me, it'd be three Sekiro, two Ibuki from Street Fighter Three, and one Hotsuma for the Scar for the Mask. Uh, they're sitting games, right? Yes. One with a bullet, Gray Fox. Maybe you've heard of him. Um, it's weird because that is true. But my opinion of Gray Fox is usually he's not that cool. Everyone takes him too seriously. Because that's when true. T- when talking also, to Metal Gear also, fans, yeah, but also the thing where he's in the corner fucking those dudes up. It's so it's so, so fucking yeah, sick. It's so sick. But Metal Gear fans are like, oh, where's our Gray Fox game? Gray Fox. So he's like one of the sickest I don't guys. Want a Gray Fox game. No. No. Uh, but the Gavio right. Gray Fox game is called Metal Gear Rising. You know what? It fucking sucks. Gray Fox is a better ninja than Rising Ninja. I know, but that's a Gray Fox game. Like, there's no actual yes. reason why you like a Gray Fox game would be different. Uh, no, it's only because they turned Rising into Gray Fox in NGS4, right? To make yeah. some point or, or other. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I guess for me, like, I'd have that that frog from Pokemon. I don't remember that thing's name. That frog's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't have any good answers. Like, I get for you, Hibisa, because I like Ninja Gaiden, but, like, I never you know, cared about the story. <laughs> not a very, like, he's not like a Dante, right? <laughs> what is the name of this frog? Greninja. Greninja's Greninja. sick. Yeah. Um, that, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of it. I've never really, you know, I, um, I, I don't like Ninja Gaiden as much as Jackson, so I don't even have that. Yeah. I just searched Ninja um. Characters video games. <laughs> they, this this list includes Yuffie, which I think is a bit racist. <laughs> She's just from um, fake Japan. She's not a ninja. I mean, she she does she does kind of like have the whole scarf and like the big yeah, shuriken she's thing into going the aesthetic, on. Yeah, but I don't know. Nothing about her. I guess she's like a thief. Like, I mean, ninjas aren't. This gets into like the divide between like cultural fiction ninjas and historical ninja. Like, historical ninja were farmers who wanted the samurai to stop fucking up their shit, and so they were gonna stab the cops in the dark. They're fucking cool as hell. Whereas Americans just like ninja, guy with sword, then ninja and samurai become like interchangeable in some way, and it's stupid. Yeah. The only difference being ninjas is more stealthy. 
Yep. Uh, we've got an email from Dia who uh, sent us an image, um, which I'm going to try to put in the in the in the summary for this episode. So you can go to thebestgame.club and look up the uh, image there, because uh, I don't think it'll show up on your podcatcher of choice, probably. But uh, I know that she googled the racist ninja font to give us this image, and she succeeded. It's a collage of various ninjas from fiction, and over the top uh, in the racist ninja font is what is the sickest ninja weapon. This has a correct answer. Does it? We're probably going to disagree on this. It is the the sword. It's the katana. It, you can't beat the basic fucking sword. And this game explains why. You put the sword in the sheath, everyone falls over, nothing cooler, can't make something sicker than that. What's your answer? Uh, my answer is not the sword, in fact. It is oh, the uh, Kusari Gama, I had to look it up real quick, which is the, uh, the I mean, that little is cool. hand scythe on the chain. That's fucking sick as hell. You should play... Oh, I... Neo also has it, but I assume you don't deal with the loot. You should play Ninja Gaiden 2 when you get your Xbox. I might. I might. In in the lead up to getting a new console, we were watching comparison videos of Ninja Gaiden Two uh, <laughs> on YouTube. Sometimes me and Jackson watch very stupid things on YouTube, and that game seems pretty sick. Um, I don't know if I'll like finish it or ever, but you know, I'll play uh, it. Don't worry about that. That game gets arguably more bullshit than Shinobi at points. Yeah. Uh, we've got an email from Ben. A uh, bunch of questions. I don't hear you talk much about stealth games. So, what are your favorite stealth games? What's the biggest make or break factor in a stealth experience for you? I would like to point you at the, the many, many Metal Gear uh, podcast Jackson's done on this very channel. Metal Gear Solid is my answer. But you, similarly, have been playing Dishonored. Yeah, I mean, Dishonored, uh, Dishonored, the DLCs for both Dishonored's are probably my answer. Though my my secondary answer is uh, Metal Gear Solid Portable, no, not Portable, VR Missions, which is a game that I rented in intensely played jackson's always kind of low-key annoyed at me because i think metal gear is like a game that i want to content tourist through so i'll always set it to easy and trank everyone and like waltz through really fast but i did absolutely 100 percent vr missions back in the day so i feel like i did my time and don't ever want to do it again it's that that's not what i was i was annoyed at you for encouraging me to do that so that i didn't like get the joy of metal gear on my first time but that's also because i wrote i i played metal gear in a stupid way don't worry about me it's me do yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never really played like Thief or whatever. Now that I'm done with Dishonored, maybe that's where I should head. Um. So here's here's my thing: is I think those are the same answer. What I I think that like me being into Metal Gear and you being into Dishonored, like they are both. Uh, I mean, Metal Gear is not like an immersive sim, right? But they are both very like open stealth games where the games are about giving you tools, very clear effects, but like unclear outcomes. And yes. how they cr- like collide into each other. Yes, uh, I want. I want. I want a game where I'm sitting there for about five minutes trying to figure out what the fuck I'm supposed to do, and then I do it, and it either goes perfectly, and I'm like ghost, or I immediately get shot by seventeen men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the thing that I hate in stealth games is when the stealth is just avoid guy and then stab guy, and it just feels like. I played Watch Dogs 2 recently, and it's a terrible, terrible stealth game. Uh, there's, like, a, a base pleasure of, I guess, like, going through the motions, but you like stab, you get between guys and you press X, and they will always fall over. Uh, they will always shoot you in the same way. They'll always see you in this. You always know exactly. And, like, it's hard to describe because, like, you also always know exactly what you're going to do in Dishonored and Metal Gear, right? But the, yeah. the effect is never just, and then I'm seen, 
or and then my spider god is destroyed like it just leads to interesting stories yeah and there's a bit of an escalation of like stealth in in uh in the in the ui is the wrong word but into the ai right like you know they can yes. be searching for you. you can do so yeah those are the things i value as well the one the one weird exception here is the original assassin's creed which is a game that's all about like very meticulously getting right in the position to like you go up to the guy you fucking knife him and then you get the big speech and then you like comedy pratfall your way away as seventeen thousand guards pour out of every door to come murder you that's amazing i love that <laughs> yeah uh we one of our most wanted like dream games which ubisoft will never make because they're an awful company run by awful people uh but is just someone do assassin's creed again not what assassin's, assassin's creed, creed 2 not the, not no not the one that exists <laughs> not the one that exists but a second Assa- i would like if they made a second assassin's creed game please i want yes. a game uh, it's intense like uh, dense city, incredible animation, like, you know, f- feeling the physicality of movement through a space, uh, slowly engineering your way next to a guy, stab him, and then there's a two minute monologue you can't skip. Yeah. Uh, and then the Penny Hill music plays and you run away. <laughs> um, what have been your favorite game environments to explore? To explore? Ooh. Uh... I like, uh, we got to shout out Burn Band, which is definitely going to get a sequel someday. It's going to be sick Burn as hell. Band. Burn Band 2 is coming soon. Uh, Camarocho, cool obviously, everyone now knows that Camarocho is good, but we were there telling you years ago. That's true. Um, yeah. uh, I recently started playing slash reading visual, visual novels, uh, so I'd like to know your favorite visual novels. What are your thoughts on the strengths and weaknesses of the storytelling medium? So, caveat this, big asterisk. I used to be on a visual novel podcast on our channel called Novel Not New. It's still going. You should listen to it. It's very good. Our friends Jen Six and Olivia are all on it. it. comes out monthly. I had to quit it because I don't like visual novels enough to play them every month. <laughs> no. Because our, our stance is kind of like, we got books to read, and then... Yeah, I can read a book, I can watch an anime. I really resent the length most visual novels are. I don't want to button through a bunch of, like, light novel writing when I could just go read a book. <laughs> like, I mean, if they put which out... Is, visual... Which is a little snobby. I absolutely will accept that if you're like, man, what a what a, what a a pretentious way of thinking about it. But I, I just, I can't do it. Every time I'm there, I'm like... You want me to you want me to talk you want me to go through so many pages of ellipses where nothing's happening? This this person's gonna wake up and stare at the clock and think about the situation I just read like seventeen times. Yeah, like just the the like tropes of the writing style, right? Like, um, uh, I I've played fewer vision levels than you. Like I I don't even know how, what what vision levels I've even played. God, not that many. You played um, Danganronpa. You didn't I like it. Danganronpa. <laughs> I did not fucking like Danganronpa. Um, I don't know what visual novels you played. Um, honestly, oh, we both really like uh, Christine Love's uh, uh, Hate and Hate Plus. Absolutely. Play guess those. what? Those games two hours long, shorter than a book. So Hate uh, Plus is probably a little longer if you play every route. But yes. Oh right, yes, because you're right. Yes. Um, I really but, liked Phoenix right back in the day. Um, I, I I fell off of it and couldn't get back once I came to it as like now that I'm doing all these shows and stuff. Um, maybe if they ever release the the great Ace Attorney, I'll try again. See how that goes. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, not, um, not it's the just best. Not, it's not really my genre. I guess I'm vaguely interested in Thirteen Sentinels because I, you know, uh, want to see how the mech story is, and I feel like everyone's overselling. I extremely it. don't. I extremely <laughs> that's like the bottom of the list of things <laughs> I would touch. Yeah, that's fair. What um, I want to read Fate so we can watch Fate Zero. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the thing I want to do. Uh, I felt a lot of satisfaction playing Persona 5, a game I remember you dunking on in the podcast. Felt really good. Taking down progressively more powerful and abusive patriarchal capitalists. The game didn't fully acknowledge the way this evil is systematized, but it didn't ignore it either. What do you think? What is a better game for communist joy? None Don't of them! Don't play video games for communist joy! <laughs> Absolutely none of them! <laughs> Video games are by almost inescapable by their nature created by people who do not feel communist joy. And if, if they, I mean, that's not true. You can go to itch and find games like that, but definitely not your big team, you know, tens to hundreds of millions of dollars console games. That's never going to translate through the thing. Um, also, the thing with Persona is once you play more than one Persona game, you realize that they are always games about like, you breaking out of the chains of your depression so you can grow up and be like a productive member of society that adheres to the status quo in ways that are not threatening. And it really takes the wind out of the sails of Persona's messaging. Yeah, like the Persona thing isn't just, oh, it didn't quite acknowledge it. The Persona thing is they've done this a million times now and then they re- like released the trailer for this game and it said you are a slave want emancipation on it like the imagery is so fucking loaded for the insulting shit they do in the games of like, oh, but, you know, we won't fall into chaos. We can make the world better. Don't ask yeah. me how. It is, always, it is always like you remove the bad elements of society that ruin it for everyone else. And then a god shows up and is like, I thought you wanted to revolutionize the world. And you're like, no, 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 that's scary. Let's go back to the way things were. That's every Persona game. That's every, every Shin Megami Tensei game. That's every RPG. Yeah. Um, on some, like, we, we really like Final Fantasy X, right? But... um the the reason it is the one of the good ones of these yeah is specifically because unlike a game like 7 it is not in any way even slightly a metaphor for capitalism that like that game's like societal religion stuff is able to be good because they are not talking about it in any kind of like lens like this yeah um and so when you like you know put them in these contexts the fact that these games are made by the, you know the rich people who work for tech companies 100% of the time comes through. You can't escape it. Sorry. There's no big game for ca- communist joy. Yep. Uh, if you want communist nihilism, I would suggest playing uh, Disco Elysium. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, just don't go into it expecting it to be like revolutionary about its politics. No, it's uh, no. Um, and a final question, not about video games, but I'm going to ask anyway, because they sent an email for this podcast. Why do you like Vodum so much? I'm sorry this isn't about video games, but you always bring it up and then don't get into it, and I want to know. The reason we did not get into it is because Vodum's is a one 50-plus episode television show, and then a bunch of OVAs, and the things we like about Vodum's happened in the last six episodes of the television show, and then a bunch of OVAs that are... To tell you what they are about would be spoilers for a show that is long and complicated. Yes, which isn't to say there's like, you know, please don't read that as, oh, there's like massive twists or anything. There is like, you know, there's the the watching the thing unfold into its own themes is the joy. So that is why we like it. Yeah. It is an incredibly slow burn that then because anime production changes and their OVAs become explosive, like touching back in with characters that you care a lot about in radically different contexts in their lives after that. Um, yes. and the, the, the contrast is part of the joys. Like bottoms is like a show, a slow show that takes 30 episodes to get really good. And then after that, you have like 20 episodes and that's it. And all of them are bangers. <laughs> uh, that's so good though. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's, we just don't want to ruin volumes people. It, so yeah. you, should, you should watch it. It's on high dive. You can get the Blu-ray. Um, Tron has some questions for us. Uh, what are your thoughts on the PlayStation five activity card system, especially with regards to accessibility? You have to answer this. I don't know. I have no thoughts. I am surprised that it has become such a like uh, big 
issue of contention on any side. Like, so there was that tweet that Patrick did. Patrick Cloudwick made a tweet being like, "Oh, look, I can press this and it loads me right at the objective marker." And um, then that tweet got counter tweets, and you know, a lot of our friends were like, uh, "That's." Oh, I, look, we- I, in fact, <laughs> was like, "This is this is literally why video games are a poison because you want to do this because they they have to sell you a, the fifty hour game because it costs seventy dollars, but then it wastes your time." Which uh, I agree with you on that, but then my other thing is like. I can press, bring up the menu in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 and go to the goal. This is not a new, a menu that takes you to the goal is not, that's, that's been in video games for 20 years. Uh, so I was like shocked that it was like such a massive feature, I guess. Like they could just put the menus. I guess I think it's dumb that it has system level integration. I'd rather the games just be designed well. Uh, The thing, the thing here is that like, skipping you two checkpoints is not accessibility like to like your next mission or whatever fine if the games let you go like you go like i haven't played spider-man so let's use like assassin's creed if you just click i want to i want all the guards to never attack me and i want to have all the feather unlocks from the start and those are menu options i can just click and play the game that's accessibility you're like i don't i don't want i don't want to engage with combat the combat's too hard for me i i want to auto run up stuff maybe they've done auto like climbing that seems like a thing they probably would have done cuz you know they've a lot of games have moved past mashing a button to holding a button which is like these are positive changes but like you still got to like do the fiddly shit <laughs> but like accessibility right is like um giving you options for how you set up your game uh, yeah which we talk about normally in the context of disability cuz that is correct but it also includes like just the f- the f- the freedom to uh, engage with the object that is the game in the way yeah. that you ch- choose uh and i think these are fundamentally not that because they are in a menu that you pop out when e- every time you press that button you have the here is the content engagement menu right and always yes. before you even get to like you can't even hold off the thing to get a normal off button anymore the only way to do anything on the ps5 is to press the button and have like way bigger than any options in your face here are the like short things you could unlock or oh, you've only got, you've yeah. got five out of six of this do this like there's way shinier is now system level they have brought the like checkpoint jangling keys in your face into the console and away from the like quest menus and games uh and i think that is like objectively a net loss um the thing i'll say is like accessibility for disability is like an inherent good there's a whole field around stuff that can be done here um i also think accessibility should be like more radically considered in like a broad scope like i like the witcher series Every single Witcher game, I have used Cheat Engine to give myself money because I don't want to engage with the economies of those games. I just want to, I just want to kind of casually play the game and not, I want to be able to buy whatever armor or potion stuff I want to get at any time. Um, every game should just allow you to do that. I shouldn't have to load up an exterior program to do that stuff. And if you think that's going to ruin the game to provide people the option of that stuff, what are you protecting? I don't understand what games protect other than the grind is the, the, the keys that are dangling in front of you. Like you're paying to have your time wasted. And if you take, if you give people the option to go around it, the people who want their time wasted feel like you've robbed them of the sanctity of the thing they have, which I think is like a very backwards way of like allowing yourself to be used by the product you're using. I mean, like, the reason is because this is, like, monetized, right? Like, yeah. you can buy boosters in Assassin's Creed. I mean, like, most, of the, most of these games, you like, the games I'm talking about don't have boosters, right? Like, look, I'm talking about, like, games like this. I'm, you know, like The Witcher. The Witcher doesn't have boosters. You play yes. a video game or you don't. Uh, that's true. And in that stuff, it's like, what's going on? But I think that's the minority. Uh, sure, think- but those are the games I'm talking Like, the games I'm cheating in are games that, like, are not about the boosters. 
And mm-hmm. I feel like that stuff's really kind of fallen out of games aside from the really big tent poles that I'm not playing anyway. But I think it's weird that the narrative games don't just have the stuff where you sk- like, you know, what if you could just skip the combat in a video game? Like just every time combat comes up, you don't have to do it anymore. Like I, when I played Alien Isolation, I did a mod that made the monsters non-hostile because I was like, I'm a big baby. I don't want to deal with it. And I enjoyed that game a lot for what it was. Like, it's definitely not the same experience that someone who was hiding from the alien had, but I had a good time with it. Who cares? Then the thing with that, right, is that like, it doesn't impact me. <laughs> And also, this this is the exact every time this happens, it usually comes up with some sort of dark sort of have an easy mode, and then someone else says it should, no, it shouldn't, and someone else says you can you when you read a book, you don't have to you know you can open to any page, you should be able to do that with the game, which is generally the side I'm on, but like this is every side gets annoyed by all this argument because it happens so often, yeah, um, but uh, like we just played Shinobi, we could have used safe states and cheats at any time. I didn't because I was enjoying it, and then I, I did, did when I needed to get through. <laughs> yeah, but like, I was gonna say like I use safe states from like at level three. <laughs> But it wasn't like when I got to the end because I used the the like ability to save state. I, I did not use save state until after level six, so I'm proud of that. Yeah, but that is like a pride of like stupidity, I guess, like bullishness. You're just challenging um, yourself, right? Like it doesn't I'm challenging matter. myself. And in fact, I would feel worse if I had to do it, knowing that I could always give up. Means that the challenge is self-imposed and thus not infuriating. Yes. Like, that is its own mental mediation. If it's a thing you know you are doing that, you know, you don't have to do this. You can stop at any time. Uh, if it's a thing you have to do to see the next cutscene, then it's just going to be torture. So I just think this entire thing is just like a weird leftover of just gamer ideology. You cheated not only this game, you cheated yourself bullshits. Yeah. Um, next question. What do you think the trajectory of video games is in the next five to ten years? Same stuff, more consolidation. The games, yeah. there will be fewer games, they will be bigger, and they will all kind of feel the same. It will continue that way forever and ever. My answer has not changed since 2008, and I've yeah. never I've never been proved wrong. Yeah. The only things I've been proven wrong about is when I was like, oh, maybe smaller games will really fill the gap of like the PS2 era of B games. And they, they really haven't. They just mm-hmm. have not. It is a different thing. I like them, but it is not close to the same. Yes. Uh, and then we have our final question, which is kind of a kind of a goofier one. You know, we'll end wrap up with here. Um, Joe writes in uh, as a coping mechanism for 2020. I've decided to become a gamer again. I have a huge <laughs> backlog of games. I'm trying to complete by randomly generating year and playing all the games that interest me from that time. Yes. My God. Yes. My question is, what games from 1995 should I play? There are 10 games in 1995 that are better than Brothers. If you want another year, the next ones are 2008 and 2020. We're not doing 2020. I straight up refuse. 2020 is boring, gonna, but yes. We're going to give you some 1995 and uh, 2008 pulls. So I'm going to pull up 1995, Jackson, and you can pull up 2008. in video gaming? Yeah. Uh, uh, if you have not listened to our pr- premium podcast, VoIP Life, it's like this all the time without an email prompt. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, it's, you know, if you go to patreon.com slash normal mapping, if you'd like to support our network, we put out a lot of podcasts. Voip Life is every two weeks. It is $10 a month. It is kind of expensive, but I guarantee it's a very good time, and we do this a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, going to like a weird list and like goofing about things we remember in video games, that's, that's a whole part of it. It's fun. Anyway, but yeah, so it's the bonus podcast for if you, if you really like us. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you want, should we want to do a 995 game, then I'll do a 2008 game? Yeah, I'm just going to go down the Wikipedia list 1995 video games and shout out anything I think is like interesting. Straight okay. up. Okay, all right. Uh, Star Wars Dark Forces. What if Doom was Star Wars? It's fucking good. Play it. Uh, number one with a bullet. January 22nd, 2008. Burnout Paradise. Oh, one of the best arcade driving games you can ever play. 
Straight up. Oh, God, what an incredible game. Rystar for the sake of Genesis is a cool platformer. It's like not like I wouldn't force yourself to play through it all the way, but you should play it. It's really cool. It's like a nice slower take on like Sonic style video games. It's by Sonic Team. I'm not going to have played any of these games, am I? Huh? <laughs> I've played a bit of a Dark Forces, but I, I'm I'm sh- like, I guess was Chrono Trigger 95? Chrono Trigger might be here. Chrono Trigger is literally the next game I'm going to say. You should play Chrono Trigger. You can listen to our episode on Chrono Trigger. It's in the archives. If you go to thebestgame.club and click, uh, is it a game gallery? There's a list of every game we've ever covered, and you can just click the pictures, and it'll take you to the episode. It's very nice. Yeah, I love I love having that page and looking really cool on it, page. being like, we've been doing this for seven years now. We've got a lot of cool games on there. It's it's a very good page. Um, I don't want to shout out. There's more. There's way more for 2008. So I'm like, Devil May Cry 4, 4 maybe. Uh, Lost Odyssey, definitely that one. There's a game. Um, Mario's Picross for the Game Boy. If you have a ga- if you have a 3DS, you can get this on the eShop. Uh, you can emulate it. It is uh, the first Mario Picross game. Created a legend of Picross adventures, which continues to this day on the Switch. With uh, same company, Jupiter making Picross S uh, through like one through. I think they're on five. You said right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Mario's Picross is really good. Um. Oh God, there's there's so many games. To th- so. <laughs> Uh, there was a tweet going around the other day um, about they announced the new Tomb Raider as a mobile thing and people were mad and someone quoted it with oh disappointing to see this kind of elitism from console gamers uh, about mobile games when that's come on like it's not elitism <laughs> we know the kind of we know what the like mobile game that they're making about Tomb Raider people want to play a real Tomb Raider game and the way you remind yourself of what's changed is you look at a release list from the year 2008 and holy shit they may release a lot of games yeah they just don't make games anymore. Yep. Uh, uh, name me one. Uh, Haze. <laughs> don't, don't mean Haze, but Haze is here. They made a lot of bad games too. There's the thing. Um, it's in my. Everything's got out of the way of GTA, so there's not really many, many good things here. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Two, though. That's a that's a fucking video game. Um, Kirby's Dream Land 2 for the Game Boy is a sequel to Kirby's Dream Land. Uh, Kirby's Adventure had already come out at this point, so the idea of Kirby copy abilities came back into the Game Boy version, because the original Game Boy game did not have copy abilities. That came mm-hmm. in with the NES game. It's very good. Um, I think I'm going to have more than Jackson, so uh, April 15th, Mortal Kombat 3 hit arcades. That's a really good game. I like uh, Mortal Kombat 3 a lot. Oh, I've been deliberately uh, like sk- I'm skipping to like you know make sure I... Um... I'm listing every game in order that I think is cool. Okay, I've been a little bit more... Uh... You know, um, let's see what else here. Uh, I have not played this one, but maybe you can vouch for Etrian Odyssey 2, or should they save that for when they do a different year? Yeah, Etrian Odyssey's fine. Uh, yep. It's good. Uh, I'm sure I haven't played two, but I'm sure it's good. Uh, one of the best sports games ever made, Topspin 3, came out in 2008. God, I love the Topspin games. I miss them. Uh, 1995, you can play Full Throttle, the best LucasArts uh, point and click adventure game. You can get a modern version that's just, uh, you know. Uh, it has a slightly easier mode that like highlights stuff. You can interact with the environment. Uh, we did a, I did a short thing with Heather Alexandra, who now works at Double Fine, uh, on this podcast about that game way back when it came out. The re-release came out. Um, oh, right. Mentioned earlier, the Summer of Arcade is 2008. Hell yeah. So that means Geometry Wars 2. Fuck yeah. Uh, it also means Braid, if you want. <laughs> You know, Braid's better than Brothers. I'd play Brothers or Braid over Brothers any day of the week. Uh, but an even better Summer of Arcade game, Bionic Commando Rearmed. Oh, that's a fucking sick game. 
God, that's a good game. Uh, The English language version of Earthbound hits in June of 1995. That's a fucking video game. You should play Earthbound. Feasting. (laughs) Feasting. Um. Oh, this is a this is this is this is a 2007 game, but it's on the list, uh, which I, I answer on your behalf, I guess. Um, but September 16th is The Witcher Enhanced Edition. Yo, play The Witcher. It's like fucked up, but it's really interesting in the ways it's fucked up. <laughs> I think The Witcher 2007, but it's it's here on the list, so it's getting a mention. Uh, Super Mario World 2: Yoshi's Island. It's a good that's a, fucking video game. That's a good game. It's not as good as Super Mario World, but no, 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 but it's good. It's good. And then this fight continues to this day. Yeah. Uh, man, some, uh, where is uh, the one I'm looking for? Yeah, they were still putting out Castlevania games. October 21, Castlevania Order of Ecclesia came out in uh, the last one. DS. The last. <laughs> they made like, oh yeah, Dracula's still a threat jokes about the last Castlevania I've, game uh, ever. I've never actually finished this game because that one's hard as balls, but it's really good. Probably not the first one you should play. No, no, no. If you're gonna, if you're like, I want to play a Egovania specifically for Castlevania, I would actually say Portrait of Ruins, like probably the most approachable one. That's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. That's a DS game. That's really good. Um, coming out also in 1995, Donkey Kong Country 2: Diddy Kong's Quest. That's a good fucking video game. Uh, here's a game that you you can't really play anymore. Okay. In, but it is one of the best games of 2008. And that game is, of course, Rock Band 2. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can play Rock Band. It's a little tricky now, but you should tricky. play Rock Band if you can. If you've never played Rock Band, you know. I was going to say get some people together, but don't get some people together. Not these days. <laughs> yeah, don't get people together. Just, you know, pick a pick an instrument you like. Probably guitar is probably the best one, and uh, play some Rock Band. I mean, if you have access to a guitar, just literally download Clone Hero and the charts from Rock Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um... Uh, man, there's so many games. Do you have Spectrum. any other 2008 games? Because I'm kind of out on 95. 95 is not when there was a ton of games. Uh, we got uh, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Oh, that's a fucking sick game. You should play that. Which is a game you should absolutely play. Uh, th- I haven't played this, but you always mention Fallout 3 as like not necessarily a good game, but an incredible like th- pit to fall into. <laughs> it's 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 definitely that. I That game... This podcast probably wouldn't have happened if I didn't spend like 100 hours in Fallout 3. Um, it really like got me into caring about modern like games again in a way that I was not at the time. Um, I don't know if I bet it doesn't hold up very well, but you know, it's fun. On both of our lists. Uh, so you have to play it. We have Chrono Trigger <laughs> for the Nintendo DS came out in 2008. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, if you have a DS or like the ability to like a, a flash card or whatever, that's probably the version of Chrono Trigger I'd say to play. Uh, yeah, no, I absolutely play the DS version. Um, it's it, it's straight up better than the SNES one. Uh, I think the translation differences are fine. Having two screens for combat is really the thing because you don't have to like move the UI with the back button to see everything. Yeah, um, I mean, look, you can play that game on SNES. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But I'm people often like talk down the DS version, like oh, it's got a bad translation. But no, it's a, it's a better version. Uh, I of do, the game. I do, I hate that they took the these and those off of Frog. I think it's cool, and he talks a little tiny. Same, like yes, I'd rather have it, but it it doesn't like detract, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not, it's not, it's not a deal breaker. Uh, And there's one more uh, final game here, uh, which is Prince of Persia. 
Uh, oh, right. You know what? I feel like everyone likes that game more than it deserves now. I've, I've flipped around. I'm like, I get okay. it. That's a good game. It but was good. people talk it up like it's like incredible. It's not no, incredible. It's, it's, fine. it's, it's like decent. <laughs> not as good as the Forgotten Sands, which everyone hates, is your it's take? Not as good as the Forgotten Sands, because Forgotten Sands is just a cool challenge pack of Prince of Persia levels. Yeah. Uh, I, I um, enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I have one more game. Before that, I'd like to remind you, if you want to send us emails, you can do that podcast at normalmapping.com. The last 1995 video games game I want to shout out is Suikoden for the PS1, which just so happens to be the next game we're playing for Game Club. God damn it. God fucking damn it. Fuck you. Uh, and uh, that'll be at the end of December. We I'm like six or seven hours into Suikoden now. Um, it's going to kick off uh, our next year. We're going to do a bunch of JRPGs. It's going to be on every other month. So we'll have Suikoden. And then in February, we'll have another one. And that'll keep going. We will announce the first RPG in addition to the January game in our December episode. We don't know what it is yet. We're still figuring that out. But we're going to commit to playing some JRPGs for y'all because everyone seems to like it when we cover them. Um, and we're out of Final Fantasies that we want to cover. There, we haven't played all of them, but we're out of covering them. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that'll be it. Uh, Jackson plugs. Uh, you can find me at Headfuls Off on Twitter.com. You can find the podcast that we do at abnormalmapping.com. There's a bunch of good ones there. Why do I have hiccups at this exact moment? I was like, I, I don't know. Tell, to... tell me one podcast on our network you think is really cool. People should you listen should listen to, to Rough Three Screenings on Movie Podcast. We are doing an episode about uh, the Russian 1977 film The Ascent this week. Uh, and I'm very excited for it. I, I always like when we record Rough Three Screenings. I like talking about movies. It's good. Um, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. I just hit 2,700 followers today. I was very excited about that. It's not, a, not like a huge round number, but uh, I'm I'm always, I, it's no Jackson's like 8,000 or whatever, but. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you are, if you go to our page, uh, like I said, normalmapping.com, there's a bunch of podcasts that aren't necessarily by us, but are really good. One that I really want to shout out, as always, is Journal Updated, which is our friends Molly and Nora, uh, who cover games like us, but they cover games about, specifically about, like, character choices and, like, branching narratives. Uh, they just finished Death the Outsider and are about to release their episode if they finish the games on the game on time of uh mass effect andromeda which they're having a conflicted time with so i'm really excited to listen to that episode because uh i don't actually know a whole lot about that game other than people didn't like it and it seemed busted when it was launched the combat's good people like the combat this is the the take on mass effect andromeda yeah um if you would like to support us again patreon.com slash normal mapping for one dollar you get the great gundam project every week we talk about two episodes of gundam we are at the end of oh wait the mess team uh the last episode will be out this week uh and then we're moving on to gundam x very exciting things ahead uh gundam x is one of those gundams where like nobody fucking knows a thing about it and in our experience so far those have been the most interesting shows to cover so i'm really excited to dig into another one um, for ten dollars of course you get voip life and voip life's really cool uh if you pledge the gun the gun tier you're gonna get some like free voip life so that we put it one dollar in the feed so you can check out voip life see see what it's like when we just goof around without a deep dive on one particular piece of media um i like it a lot if you like that please help us out again uh the, the world's not getting any easier uh, <laughs> yeah yeah god yeah uh i need i need to be able to you know, mail drop or airdrop pasta to Jackson when the UK economy collapses. And that's going to cost money. <laughs> I do. I do need. Uh, I like pasta, so I'll be fine. I'll be fine. But whoa, <laughs> let's yeah. see how the next few months goes. 
Um, so that's it. Until then, play some video games. Uh, please don't buy scalper prices for consoles. There's nothing to play on them anyway. Uh, if you want to call a Jackson a bastard for having them, feel go right ahead. You're allowed. Um, but that's it. <laughs> Thank you for endorsing everyone being mean to me. Um, this one time about this one thing. And if you're too mean, I'm going to tell you off. But if you're just like, if you just want to jokingly be like, oh, yeah. God damn it. You've got both consoles. Can't believe it. Um, Th- that is right. just correct. That's yeah. This no, one I have, indulgence. I have, I have no defense. You could, the only thing... People who, like, get annoyed, like, oh, why people be mean to me? Shut up. Play your console. Yeah. <laughs> you want it so bad? Fucking play it. Choke yeah. on it. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>